0: Well, good day, and welcome back to another episode of the In The Know On The Go podcast. As always, it's a cracking episode. We've got Tom and Mick. So without too much further ado, this podcast was edited on the lands of the Wadarung people and we extend our respects to the traditional custodians on the lands wherever you're taking this week's podcast. And uh, I'm going to hand it over straight to Tom and Mick to see what they've got in store and who they're featuring.
1: G'day everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Monthly Markets with Tom and Mick. I'm Tom Rookout, as always, joined by my esteemed colleague Corkscrew. Mate, who have we got on the episode?
0: G'day T-Truck, mate. We're joined by Country Royalty. This bloke's probably a, a C-grade celebrity. We're joined by Toddy Cranny. Toddy's probably most famous for being known as TC. We just spoke about it, what we want. on.
2: I was on the big adventure. It was known as the worst rated, most expensive reality TV show in uh, Australian history.
0: And you nearly won it, but you got voted off because you're a threat?
2: Yeah, yeah, huge threat. My um, athletic ability. Yes. Uh, and yeah, intellect really got in front of me.
0: Yes. Uh, and we're talking about Wagyu's this week, Tom. i over to you.
1: Wagyu's. No, very good. Todd, welcome to the show. It's very, uh, it's a real honour to have you here. Mick's talked you right up. He's been... Uh, they
0: call him Mr Waggy.
1: Mr Waggy, they call him interesting. Mate, to start off with, tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you're based and uh, how the season is around you.
2: Yeah, I'm based at uh, family operation north of Gundy. And, yeah, so we breed cattle there where I'm at. There's about, uh, about 5,000 hectares between that and uh, where my brother is just south of Gundawindi there. And, yeah, so breed where I'm at, and where my brother is, he does cash cropping and backgrounds of cattle there and a little bit of irrigation. So, yeah, it's a good little town to live in, Gundy. Got a good bunch of friends there, and, yeah. And the season around you, if you had a bit of rain? Yeah, it was looking pretty rough from November onwards. We didn't get any rain, but we had a bit in end of March. So, yeah, it's looking pretty good going into winter.
0: Yeah, nice. And tell us a bit about... What you breed, you know, like what your, what your business entails and what markets you target?
2: Yeah, so what I look after with the breeding side is there's about 1,100 wagyu cows from F1s to full bloods. Yeah, so we breed them at home, we do a fair bit of uh, embryo work with the full bloods and AI for a lot of them, and then from there, they're and go over to my brother down there to background them. We try aim for about 420 kilo live weight going into Morton Co and a little bit into Edwards livestock.
0: And and that's from uh, F1, Prodigy, F2, F3 and Full blood. they're all going into the feedlot system?
2: Yep, all of them, yeah.
0: And breed a few bulls?
2: Breed a few bulls just for our own use, but yeah, selling a couple on the side. Started selling a few, a bit of genetics as well, so selling a few embryos and not too big into that yet because there's a lot of bigger fish in the market, but yeah, the options there with the quality genetics we're putting in.
0: So for anyone looking for bulls, give, give TC a call? Oh yeah, hundreds, hundreds.
2: 100%. TC, do you get TC? Oh, I get it at the uh, local bakery and <laughs> at the local appliance store. There's uh, middle aged ladies who watch the show. Speaking of sponsors, Local Bakery,
1: what's your go to
2: there? Oh, local Bakery is a purple bakery, it's called. Cool. Normally a curry pie. When I'm heading oh, out to tour, yeah. check the adjacent block. Pull in, get a curry pie, corned beef roll, oh, and if nice. I'm lucky, a little apple turnover or something like that. Easy yeah. 24.
1: Mm, very good now um as i know you've been a very avid listener of the show and we, we like to get experts on and obviously that's why we've got yourself i'd like to know as a cocky sitting at home what are the sort of indicators you look for in the markets that you're targeting that, that make those decisions what are you basing those decisions off
2: in the cattle game or the cropping as well uh, Cattle. cattle market. yeah well essentially it's just looking for the best gross margin so lately two years ago there was a massive undersupply of wagyu, so we could tell that from um, being in the game for how long we have. We could see that all the feedlots have been expanding and limited people keen to get into Wagyu because they're so ugly. So yeah, we just look at the best gross margin, talking to the feedlots all the time, and then just, yeah, look at a global perspective as well the shortage of protein. So it's always good to go hard then. And yeah, we we haven't bought anything for last year. We've just been breeding through, but yeah, there's gonna be another opportunity end of this year, I reckon, pick up some good cattle.
0: And and if we focus more on the Wagyu market now, we've seen the market come off recently quite, Aggressively, how do you see the waggy job playing out over the next couple of years? And is that going to change your perspective on your business? Because you could argue that an F one's come from say round figures twelve bucks back to five or six bucks. It's nearly over half. Are you guys pivoting? You know, are you going back to Angus or are you staying as is?
2: No, we just we'll just keep going with the same. the same enterprise, really, which is staying in Wagyu, but you can see it coming like this is a fourth downturn in the Wagyu industry. Mm-hmm. Everyone sees the high prices and then goes hard at it, and then there's just a massive glut, like as Kerry Lonigan says, nothing fixes high prices like high prices. And we could see that, uh, yeah, see the writing the wall like everyone's joining their Angus F1s. Yeah, we're just gonna probably go harder, but just wait for that real fall in the market because at the moment the market's looking at. We had contracts in it. F1's at 9 bucks 30 in January. And then at the moment they're bucks 50 down to 5 bucks next week. And then the end of the year, they're looking well under $5. So talking to feedlotters uh, today, they're thinking that, yeah, Angus and Wagyu are gonna be about equal end of the year. And then potentially maybe a little bit less because everyone's got into them. So on a global scale, like Australia's just out outpriced itself in the global market. All the boats to Japan have stopped, so there's 15,000 go there every year, and they've just said, no, nah, it's too expensive, we're not going to start up until it's well well under. So that's 15,000 going back into the system, so about 300,000 on feed and, yeah, an extra 15,000 on top of everyone else joining is going to mm-hmm. be um, pretty tough.
1: Pretty positive
2: outlook. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've just got to be I mean, in it long enough yeah, to get the highs. And, like, and I mean, guess
1: what, what gives you that confidence knowing that, you know, that, that is what's staring you down? What, what gives you the confidence for year on year?
2: Well, just the quality of beef that Wagyu produces. Like, mm-hmm. then if the knowledge is you should eat less meat but better quality, what are you going to be buying? Are you going to be rather buying 150, 250 kilo beautiful Wagyu steak instead of... Um, Having the same amount in like a rump or something, end up losing a few teeth. But um, the the whole world is wants Wagyu beef.
1: The global population's getting wealthier; they're always going to demand more and more.
2: And interesting talk today, though the uh, Hewitt pastoral are putting their very high marble bulls into their Brahmin herd up north, and they're averaging over seven marble score. So mm-hmm. you just got to use the right bulls, and like Morton Co is very happy. So the average F one to an Angus is only 5.8 whereas marble School, hmm. the average over the board whereas these Brahmas are doing over that.
0: For people who are looking at the waggy game or or how to make it work is that the key you know like you really need to be focusing on the bull genetics to make sure that you're hitting the right market is, oh, that, is that like a take-home message that people can take away from TC?
2: Oh definitely well that's what the feedlot has been spruiking for years and everyone's trying to get better genetics or most of the population is anyway but yes. the take home isn't just that you need to be in a supply chain to start with so everyone that's just got into it last year that haven't been talking to feedlotters talking to one supply chain manager there today they're getting calls like every day for yeah. another hundred another hundred can you take this and they're like, oh we're full that, we've booked it up
1: and, and that that's all five years ago you can get Wag you onto your Subway sandwich, like that's all yeah. the rubbish. That's, yeah, that, all that's the rubbish, yeah. and that's yeah.
2: going to come through again. Like it's going to happen, there's going to be a lot of hurt end of this year. Mm-hmm. And because the feedlotters, they spend 2000 bucks an animal just to feed it and they're not going to take a gamble on someone they don't know the genetics of. Mm-hmm. So you need to start with them, work with them what bulls you want to use and what cows you got. If you got really good marbling Angus cows, you could probably go more growth carcass weight in your bull and not as much. Marble, but if you just got unknown Angus genetics, or you're going with a Brahman, you need shitloads of um, marble. So yeah, just base it all on EBVs and go from there.
0: And then, what do you think's happening? There's obviously a lot of people that aren't tied up in a supply chain, which I suppose is one of your other key points. What do you think's happening with those cattle? We're seeing them come through the sale yards now and then going on on Auctions Plus, like a feedlotters and backgrounders just taking a part on them and and putting them through a 100-day program or you know taking them through to a grass-fed bull. Where do those cattle go, do you think?
2: Those cattle go onto a export job still, but yeah, probably not fed long enough. Yes. Because the average Australian consumer Coles doesn't buy cattle that have any Wagyu content at all, even into their 100-day job. Their consumer doesn't want to see marble in the meat because they think that's fat. They only want the fat on the outside so they can cut it off. So, Like Coles doesn't take anything, so the only job for that is go and export overseas. So, Do you,
1: do you think we should be educating you know, your mum and dad buyer at home to, to understand that's what they're buying, if that's what it actually is?
2: Yeah, that would be great if MLA can lobby for Wagyu to be Super healthy, which it is. Yeah. So Those double the omega-3s. And, uh, yeah, you want the intramuscular fat, not the subcontaneous.
1: In the Wagyu market, it sounds like it's not a step-in-tomorrow type of an operation. Is there opportunities in that market for, for people to, to start to grow into and build into?
2: Definitely, yeah. Right at the moment, I wouldn't think so because mm-hmm. there's going to be such a massive supply about it. But there's people there are talking to there today, they haven't grown a Wagyu at all and they just want to start sussing out. Um, the supply chains and some people said that one of the supply chain managers said don't go into it yet because there's so many there, but you need to start that conversation at some stage. Start the
1: business onto that, that go.
0: Yeah. And then with every downturn comes opportunities. For someone like you who's knowledgeable and educated in the Waggy game, do you see opportunities coming up now, you know, like as far as trade cattle or, you know, PDIC heifers back to the WAG? Is there anything that's taking your fancy to make a dollar out of?
2: At the moment, yeah, there's there's a lot of PDIC heifers coming on, like the eighteen hundred bucks. Nice Angus heifers to pretty good wagyu bulls. But um, I think it's still gonna come down a fair bit for that article. But I don't think there's gonna be a place for wagyu heifers. The feedlot doesn't want to feed the wagyu heifers. Ideally they like
1: pure
2: wagyu heifer. Oh both. F one and yeah. purebred, yeah, they don't do as well in the feedlot. They marvel just as well, but they don't put on the weight, so the carcass weights are a lot no down a fair bit. So mm. I think the opportunity there is going to be the uh, heifers because the feedlots don't want it. I don't know where that's going to go. Mm. And a Wagyu F1, we've got majority of our cows are F1 Wagyu cows, and they are incredibly fertile. They they're always doing well. They got fat all over them, and yeah, they do a good job on the calves. And yeah, I reckon that's a great opportunity to go away and purchase them, and yeah, we'll just pump out a heap of embryos and just chuck them into them.
1: T-Money, i actually get T-Money, but I'll allow you to be yeah, T-Money today. Um, we do like to ask everyone, because it really gives us an inner uh, look at people. We ask people what breed of bull or ram they are. Now, I don't know if you're gonna say waggy, but I'd just like to hear why as well. What's, what's behind it, what's driving that, that answer?
2: Yeah, I'd definitely be a waggy bull. Highly fertile, two boys on the ground, another one on the go. Not the finest looking beast in the yard, but you know, plenty of go about me. Yeah, that's about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your ass is too big to be a wagyu, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> TC, back to the cattle market. Where do you think the Eki's going to be by the end of the year if it's currently sitting at six ninety one cents
2: I reckon it's going up, the Eki. Just the wagyu market's coming down, so I'd say yes. just to stab in the dark, I reckon 7.36. 7. Especially, yeah, especially if. America keeps getting rain. If yes. That sparks a bit. That's why um, the Angus price might overtake the F one job.
0: Mm-hmm. That that is a good bit of positivity, Tomo. Um, and if you're sitting at seven thirty six for an EKI, if a F one feeder steer is five bucks today, five fifty today. Five fifty. Oh, no,
2: five fifty next week for one supply chain. Yeah. Where do you where's Another you f- one's at four ninety. So yeah.
0: Where do you think that'll be come Christmas time?
2: Oh, I can be back to four seventy. Maybe less four fifty.
1: You mentioned your brother, so obviously there's a family operation.
2: Yeah, who's tougher, out of you and your brother? Oh, me for sure. Yeah, nice. No, I'm the right. vice captain of the Yellow Millies cricket side. So, Ooh,
1: batter opening, batter, opening, opening batter, opening batter,
2: batter. Yeah, yeah limited yeah. runs but I stay in. And and he's a fielder, is that correct? He just drinks beers on the sideline, actually. So yeah, he's not a not a player.
1: That is traditionally higher than the vice yeah. captain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your growth rate as a child was better than John O's too, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm sitting about right. ninety four kegs and he's yes. at about sixty I reckon.
0: Yeah, right, so he's probably more of a full blood type and you're a you're a bit of an F one. Yeah,
2: yeah. Fair assessment.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you were a cut of meat off a beast, um, what steak would you be? Oof. Geez, that's a good one, isn't it? Like I'm thinking I'm probably coming off the shin.
2: I'd be the intercostal finger. <laughs> Highly marbled, plenty of intramuscular fat. Yes. But when you fry it on a barbie on a nice little pan, you get beautiful, crisp little edges. (laughs) (laughs) Medium rare.
0: You can round out, like I wasn't expecting that.
1: That was quite good. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting what to get from that question. It just came to us. Finally, um, what do you, you know, on the road probably a bit, working, working around and, and that, between properties and whatnot, what do you like to listen to? What are you reading? What's, uh, what's passing the time that you'd recommend to to our tens of listeners?
2: I, uh, yeah, I go out to tour once a week, every fortnight, straight on there's Humans of Agriculture. After that, a bit of Cult of All, Ring Cork every now and again. No, I love the, uh, the Weekly Grill by Kerry. Oregon as well. Big Kez fan. Yeah, the competition.
0: <clears throat> right, that'll that'll round us out, I think. Thanks, Toddy. Thanks for coming coming on the pod, mate. Um, thanks, Tomo. Anything else to add? <laughs> Just no. Uh, and if people are looking for full blood waggy bulls, how do they find you, bikes?
2: Look up Bonyo Grazing Waggy, yes. BGW, on the AWA website. Yep. Chuck out about 25 bulls a year. Yes. Trying to make a couple hundred embryos as well. That we don't chuck in our own, so if you're chasing any then.
1: what about your
2: personal fertility? Person Oh, it's through the roof, mate. <laughs> three goes, <guys>, three kids. Mighty <laughs> <laughs> yell. Thanks fellas. Arigato, regard to our Michael Sun and Tom Time. <laughs>